Journeys Group Studio. This is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. We are halfway through May. Can't be. I. It is. By golly, you're right. Cause yeah, it's... Uh, mon- this week is the... Fi- yeah. 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 Monday week is uh, Memorial Day. Holy cow. I know. Summer's almost in the summertime. I know. Summer is rapidly approaching. Can you hear the lake calling you? I'm sorry, dust off. <laughs> <laughs> you were dreaming about being there. No, it doesn't have to be warm for the lake to be calling you. I made a I made a tactical error there asking that question. Well, one thing that you have yet to understand is that I am exceedingly lazy, and it doesn't take much to um anything to call me. <laughs> you, say, you say that like it's a bad thing. No, no, it's a statement of fact. Yeah, I mean, it's I, just you know. sort of a. a it's it a, is what it is. It's a know. judge of character. I like to think. Well. You know, take our our producer, Michael. Uh, there is a man that epitomizes relaxation and peace. Never mind. Get to the show. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that where it lay. Uh, do we need to talk about anything before we get rolling? Great event in Edenton. Uh, yeah, really, really yeah, well. We had a full house, and I um, think everybody enjoyed it. We're going to tweak some things a little bit, but... Uh, I think it went well. Yeah, I was I was overwhelmingly pleased with how it went for the, considering it was such a for us anyway. It was such a um, a new concept. Yeah, it was such a novel idea for us. I mean, I'm sure somebody's done something like it before, but uh, considering we, you know, mostly you. I mean, this came this came about probably probably ten years ago. Yeah, took this and, long to develop and, and everything. Uh, yeah, so we finally just jumped in and did it. But yeah, it went uh, it went very well. So we'll be having more of those. Uh, I think our next one is going to be in the Raleigh Triangle area sometime in uh, probably uh, early fall, September, October, sometime around yeah. there. So we'll, we'll be releasing more details as we get closer to that. So um, nothing we need to rant about, nothing, anything, anything newsworthy. Uh, well, Title 42, you know, elapsed. And so we have, once again, we have a, a border that's about as porous as a sieve. Uh, I did find it very interesting that the, uh, I, I think it was the Justice Department was, um, put forward a motion to suspend the um uh, what was that asylum with probation was that the was that the term they were there was well, there was somebody there was a and there was a an official government agency that well, was a, a judge throughout one of biden's immigration things yeah and but the government has asked for emergency stay of that judge's order so people can still come in and stay if they want to okay i i i I misread the headline because i thought sure i thought there is no way that the justice department is doing something against the president no it's it's quite encouraging that you would think that but that's not the way it is yeah I, i read that backwards so um yeah that we're about to go into default in a few weeks it's just a it's a whole lot of fun right now but um anyway that is not what we're here to talk about uh my name is george pate i'm a financial advisor with the journeys group my name is tommy pate i'm a certified financial planner with the journeys group and uh those distinctions will become very important in this show that's what we're going to talk about today uh we are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aiden, north carolina right outside of greenville north carolina our phone number is 252 746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. 
That's again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. It has our contact information, information, as well as our physical location. It has uh, a link to our schedule, or if you have a question or want to set up an appointment with us, there's a little form you fill out with your information and question, and we'll be in touch with you. Uh, it has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram. Um, Facebook is the best place to to keep up with what's going on with news and everything. Uh, our marketing guru, director, gal, girl Friday, whatever you want to call her, does a really great job with that. So I'd encourage you to check that out. Um, it also has links to upcoming events. Right now, I don't think there's anything on the upcoming events page. Uh, I'm not sure what our next one is off the top of my head. I, th- I think we're planning on having some sort of... Um, Probably some sort of webinar during the summer at some point. I'm, yeah, I'm, we're, we're not anything, quite sure yet. There won't be anything that forces people to come outside. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, it has the uh, a link to the podcast, Taking Care of Business. We're hosted on 19 different podcast platforms. So uh, if you go to that page on the website, it will take you to uh, a landing page that has, like I said, 19 different places. So just pick your favorite of the one that has the prettiest logo, and that's where you can listen to us. Um so I think that's everything about us. And today we are talking about a financial planner versus financial advisor. And what, if I may, what precipitated this was um, the used car mentality we run into. We, we had a client that um, uh, has been a client of ours for 19 years and called one day and wanted to, wanted to review some stuff, which, of course, was great. We always let people do that. Well, during the course review, he had been approached by someone else that is not a financial planner but is a salesman. And to make a long story short, um, without his permission, without his knowledge, yeah. the guy transferred almost three-quarters of me, almost a half million dollars out of his account and cost him some $140,000 in charges. And we have said time and time and time again, now, not all financial planners are good and not all financial advisors are bad. But one of the key things about this is that you, I could, uh, you could come to our offices today and I could hire you this morning and print your business card up that says financial advisor. And it would be legit because there are absolutely no credentials, no requirements, nothing to keep somebody from referring to them as a financial advisor, as opposed to a financial planner, which has significant credentials. Now, I know you've prepared for this, so I'll shut and let you go, but it's one of my soapboxes. No, it's it's actually interesting, um, but you're right. That That's the biggest difference. And so uh, I know y'all are sitting here thinking, okay, you, but you just, George, you just called yourself a financial advisor. That's right, because I can't call myself a planner yet. I'm working on it, and I'm almost done with it. But right now, I, cannot, I, I can't call myself a financial planner because I don't have the uh, credentials to back it up yet. Um, that's the only reason why I, why I don't call myself a planner. Now, the the role in which I act at the Journeys Group and when I when I work with clients is financial planning. I don't do financial advising. I don't give stock advice. I don't give investment advice. I do financial planning. So even though I call myself an advisor because legally I I have to, what we do here is financial planning. So differentiate. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a way to differentiate. No, More, no, you did. Oh, oh, tell, yeah. Oh, uh, well, what do you mean? 
All right. What's the, I mean, what do we do differently? Oh, 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 okay, okay. As financial planners, we we approach uh, your finances from a very holistic standpoint. Um, we take a look at every piece of the pie that you've got. We take a look at all the ingredients, and we take a look at the end result. What do we want the cake to look like? All right. Then we take all of the ingredients, and that includes. Uh, that, that's everything you got. That includes, uh, budgeting. That includes life insurance. That includes, um, investments that you may have, investments that you want to make, uh, your future goals, uh, retirement plans, that sort of thing. And we help you flesh those out and we consider all of those things in one neat package and present it to you. Well, and, and, and when we say planning, we don't go, Hey, this is a, it's a great investment. Yeah. Um, we do, we do. We say this is a good investment because it will do this. Well, everything we recommend has has a purpose. And this is what I get so frustrated about, not with clients, but with th- this industry that I've been in for 39 years. Um, you don't want somebody to sell you something. That we actually, Okay, we had a guy call the other day and is has a fairly significant stock account and with a very well-known broker dealer mm-hmm. and he called and said they're doing 28 to 30 trades a month is that excessive and the answer is heck yeah yeah i mean he, he showed me his, he, he's paying a fee every time they do a trade he showed me his statement and he had 21 pages of trades and he says is that a lot I, I my jaw dropped i mean i could not hold it i said uh yeah that's and, that's ridiculous and so he's in a situation where they're not planning doing any planning for him at all they are um I don't think they're even advising him, but I mean, but they're basically are selling and moving stuff around and making money off of it. They're handling his money. That's all. Yeah. And and we tell people, look, when you, um, when you have a financial planner, a CFP, there's a specific reason for every move that's made. And there's minimal moves made because every time you move money, there is a fee involved. Um, we hear people all the time that say, oh, well, like, they're only charging me 1%, and that's not true. Um, there's a ton of hidden fees on Wall Street, and they are triggered every time you make a change. So this poor guy that's got 21 pages of uh, – I mean, there's no telling what he's paying in fees. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, and, and it's a significant portfolio, and that's, that's why I told him. I said, man uh, – I said – I don't mean to speak ill of your guy or gal because I've never met them. If they walked in right now, I wouldn't know them from Adam. But uh, uh, not to speak ill, they're doing you a disservice because there's well, just I mean, there's just no reason. This. Okay, you know? so they're advising him on stock to buy. Does there? How do they know? Do they? Well, I mean, do they change their mind every day? Yeah, I mean, twenty one pages of of trading. Yeah, per month. Does that mean they change their mind every single day about what the stock is to buy? I mean, if 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 it was such a great idea yesterday, why is it such a bad idea today? Yeah. I mean, twenty four hours later, why is it such a bad idea now? And okay, if it's if if your opinion of something like can change that fast, why am I in it in the first place? I think the 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 biggest thing that that this comes down to. And when I was prepping for this show, I mean, I've got my we've got our own ideas about and opinions on planner versus advisor. But I wanted to see what what some of the um, pundits online, I guess, I guess is the right word, had to say about it and, and, and kind of what their what their uh, comparisons were. And this was interesting. And I, and I don't necessarily know that I agree with it. I've got something here showing the pros and cons of both. And one of the pros of working with a planner is that they are often a fiduciary. 
And y'all, I'm sure y'all have heard that term thrown around. What a fiduciary is, is that that means that they are ethically bound to act in your best interest. We are fiduciaries. If you walk into our office and we get, we make a recommendation, the recommendation that we make is based solely on your best interest. If we look at two different investments, both of them are, are great for you. And, you know, we've got investment A, which is just a fantastic tool, works perfectly for you. Then we've got investment B, which works good for you, but it pays us a little bit more. We're going to pick investment A because by law, we are required to act in your best interest first. Nobody else's. We don't answer to anybody but you. And so, you know, there's nobody, we don't answer to a parent company that we have to take care of before you. So as fiduciaries, we have to, we are required ethically and by law to act in your best interest. One of the cons on this particular chart that I'm looking at says that financial planners are not required to be a fiduciary and they may sell products based on commission. And that's true. It is. I don't, um, I don't necessarily like that. No, but that's true. But when we, for instance, there are financial planners. There are people that hold the CFP designation mm-hmm. that work for a broker dealer. And by law, they're a fiduciary for the broker dealer, yes. not for the client. Yep. Now, what the Journeys Group is, uh, we're an independent registered investment advisory firm. What that means I'm, in I'm English, glad you brought that up because we say it every week. Now, go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. What that means in English is three things. Number one, we're a pass-through organization. We never hold any money. We never... Uh, hold the client's money. Money goes through us to get to whatever industry. Yeah. Number two, we are fiduciaries. The only in, the only entity we represent is the client. There is no company behind us that we have to represent, uh, which means that any recommendation we make by law has to be in the best interest of the client. Now, if you're with a broker dealer, uh, a non-independent firm, then the person working with you by law has to make recommendations that are suitable to you, but in the best interest of the firm he works for. And I want to point out that's what the that's the way the law is written. And so if you're with a broker dealer and you're hearing this, don't be mad at your person because it's not there. They're, all, all they are doing is what they're required by law to do. That's the way the law is written, that they are required to put their company first and you, the client, second. That really, that really gripes me. That's that's one of my biggest issues with the way the law is written about this industry. Well, and, but having said that, um, you know, why would you be in a situation where you know that legally the person you're working with isn't representing you or her? You or you. yeah, you or her first, or you yeah, or you're, first. they're yeah. representing their their company. Yeah, and this gentleman that has the 21 pages of trades, uh, that's about the most egregious thing I've seen in a long time. But legally. He's not doing anything wrong. No, no. no. Or he or she's not doing anything wrong. They're doing, Um, they're doing their job because on paper they can say, oh, you know, we're doing this for this reason. And, uh, you know, there's no argument there that, okay, I guess you can argue that, that that it's a, I'm, I'm air quoting now a suitable recommendation or a suitable investment, you know, it's making the, the company money, not necessarily, not necessarily hurting the client, but it's just not what's best for the client. I would argue that it is hurting the client, but, yeah, me too. but on it from a legal standpoint, there's nothing. And that's what I told the guy. I said, um, I, I said, you know, your person is not doing anything illegal. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make them seem shady or anything. They're just doing what they're required to do by law. 
Well, and, and one thing that we constantly say to people is that do you have a financial plan or do you have a bunch of financial products? Um, if you're working with a financial planner, you should have a, a written plan printed out, given to you that shows what the the game plan is over the next X number of years till you retire and after you retire, how that thing comes into play. And when a change is, if a change is recommended, it has to fit in that plan's parameters. It's not just, okay, I can get paid again. Let me suggest something new. But so many times we see people that have uh, just stuff that's been sold to them over the years that may or may not be appropriate for them. I think one of the, one of the most egregious cases of that that we've seen was this gentleman that, that uh, came into our office, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago maybe, that had, had just retired, was in his late 60s, and had been sold a product that was going to produce income for him when he was like, I don't know, 78 so like, I mean, it was at least 10 years before he was going to get anything out of it. And we asked him, we said, whoa, what's the point of this? Why, why did, uh, why was this sold to you? And he had no idea. He could not, he, he, he said, I didn't even know what it was. You know, my guy told me it was a good thing. And so I, I and I was trusting him and I said, okay. And in that situation, he was working with an advisor, not a planner because there was no, there was no logical reason for somebody his age to be sold something like that for that purpose. In that case, the guy the guy made some quick money and moved on to the next deal. And again, not meaning to speak ill of anybody like this, but that's just that that's just the reality. And so when you're looking at a planner versus an advisor, it really comes down to me it comes down to the scope of of what you're of what they're doing. As financial planners, we're taking a 360-degree look of everything that you've got and putting it together, factoring in everything. I think a lot of people are really surprised when we, you know, when we're presenting a plan to them of all the things that we factor in. You know, we factor in even something as small as Social Security. I think a lot of people don't factor that into their plans. You know, if they they meet with their person, and, and a lot of people just don't factor that in, and and or we we bring up something that we're like, you know, have you considered this? And and they sit back and they're stunned and they say, no, I've I've never thought about that. And so what it comes down to, I think, is the scope of view of what we look at as planners. We consider every possible scenario that we can. We always consider worst case scenario. And so what I tell people is that if it works at worst case scenario, I know it's going to work any other time. Well, it's like anything else. If you were going to um, – if you've got a sports car, a high-performance high high sports, sports car, car, yeah. Are you going to take it to just a mechanic or are you going to take it to somebody that specializes in that sports car? It costs the same thing to work with. It's actually, in our case, it's cheaper, cheaper to work with a financial planner than it is with a financial advisor. Remember, the financial advisor is somebody that has a license. That's it. And, they, and they've only got the license to sell they're, whatever it is, yeah, you know, whether it's securities or insurance. There's absolutely no, no requirements that they're uh, – uh, they're required to have i mean there's no education requirement to call yourself a financial advisor but in order to call yourself a certified financial planner and you will hear us harp on this but but this is so important in order to and i'll tell you about my experience real quick and you can echo this because you've done it for the past golly going on three years i've been enrolled in six graduate level courses 
in financial planning, ranging from your basic stuff to estate planning, to income taxes, investment planning, all sorts of things. What that has done, as frustrating as that, as frustrating as, as it has been at times, because I asked him one day, I was really having trouble with estate planning. And I said, I am not an estate planning lawyer. I'm never planning on being a lawyer. Why do I have to know this? Now that I'm on the other side of it, I can look back and say what it has done. It has given me a much more well-rounded book of knowledge so that when somebody comes in and they have a question about estate planning, I may not be able to give them a, a, a legal recommendation, but what I can do is I can factor it in. I can, I can give them something to think about and to take to an, an estate planning lawyer. One thing that you'll hear us say is that, you know, we have our limitations and they're very, very large, um, but we know our lane. We know what we're good at and we know what we need to turn over to other professionals, uh, you know, a CPA, a lawyer. With a financial advisor, typically what you're going to get, and again, this is not to speak ill, but with a financial advisor, typically the scope of what they're doing is much more narrow. Um, typically, they're concerned with growing an investment portfolio or selling a product. And that's, 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 where it, that's where it stops. And as long as you understand that, that's okay. But you got to understand where the scope of business starts and where it ends again with an advisor typically it's a it's a um there's no plan involved typically it's just they're trying to grow the portfolio which for some people is okay if that's all you're concerned about that's fine um typically they they carry higher fees but there's usually no sort of planning involved. You know, if, if a lot of times you'll hear them, you'll hear somebody say, this is just, this is a good investment because it's going to have good growth. All right. Well, uh, if I'm 65, I'm not really concerned about great growth. I'm more concerned about what I've got. Contrast that with a financial planner. And, and I know we're beating a dead horse here, but I really want y'all to understand with a financial planner. Again, we're factoring in every possible scenario here. We're taking into account things like income taxes. Estate planning. What do you want to happen when you pass away? How can we position uh, you and your estate and your heirs in the best possible way so that we can maximize what they get with the least amount of trouble? And again, I think I think one of the the most important things for us is that um, we do know our limitations and we are not afraid to bring in other experts to help with the plan. My ego is not so that. I've got to handle all this stuff. Legally, I can't anyway, but I have no problem with making a recommendation about an estate plan to somebody and then looking them in the eye and saying, I know a great estate planning attorney in town. Here's their name. If they tell you something different, do what they tell you to do. So again, I think ultimately it comes down to the level of service that's being provided here. Do you want somebody? And again, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just it's based on what you need. And so that's why we're talking about this today. Do you want somebody that is just going to uh, make an investment recommendation? And that's it. That's that's where the scope of business lies. You know, if you've just got a really basic portfolio and you just want it to grow. okay, nothing wrong with that. Just be aware. Or are you looking for somebody that's going to consider all the factors, consider your goals and help you reach those goals? One of the things that we always ask people is when we're talking about retirement planning is how much income do you want when you retire? And 99% of people will say, well, I think I'll need this much. And then I'll say, okay, that, that's, that's a starting point. But let's go back to my question. How much do you want? So it comes down, it doesn't just come down to what you need. It comes down to your goals and, and your dreams. And our whole job as financial planners is to position you and your assets in your portfolio to accomplish those dreams. 
if you have questions about this, if you want more information or just if you disagree or uh, just want to talk more about this, give us a call at 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. We talk a lot about this. Uh, You'll hear us talk about CFP and and all this stuff all the time, but it's just so important. And we've seen enough people that have been uh, I guess bit victimized. Is, yeah, victimized is a good word. We've seen we've seen so many people be victimized by somebody in our industry that was just selling them to make selling them something to make a quick buck that they had no business being in. It didn't fit their financial plan, and so we're, we're really passionate about this. It's just it's really really important that you understand um, who you're working with. What we're going to talk about next week is questions you should be asking your financial person, whether that's a financial planner or an advisor. We were going to do it today. We're running out of time. So um, we're going to talk about that next week. And these are these are questions that if whether you're working with a financial advisor or a financial planner, these are questions that you should be asking your person. More importantly than that, these are questions that they should be able to give you a straight and quick answer on. If they can't give you an answer on this stuff, find somebody else. I mean, that that is that's harsh, but that's the reality of it. So that's we're going to kind of continue this little, I guess, duo of shows next week uh, with those those FAQs or things that we think you need to be asking. So um, anyway, wrap it up real quick. Planner versus advisor planner. We do a, 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 a holistic we have a holistic view of everything. I don't really like that word holistic. That, oh, may, that, that it sounds, sounds like it, sounds it, new wave. It, it does, yeah. Um, but but that's that, that that's what it is. We have a holistic view of your finances. We take into account everything, and we put together a plan to get you from point A to point B, whatever point B may be, uh, with stops along the way for fun. And financial advisor typically doesn't do that. They they have a much more narrow scope. They're looking at just a portfolio to see, um, you know, uh, how they can help that grow or whatever. So anyway, um, I will get off my soapbox now. Uh, we appreciate y'all letting us, uh, letting us spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your day and week. We look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and perspectives for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.